Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 2, Episode 3. Life as a pipe welder brings a unique language, a wide range of job requirements, and a high degree of skills. Today, we're talking about advances in pipe welding. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Bevel Talk. We're back with Jeff Robidoux, Craig Spindler, and Andre Stewart with Miller Electric. Guys, let's talk about fundamentals of wire welding. Let's give our listeners some tips, tricks, points of views, things to help them out in the field. Jeff? You want the field? What does it take to be a welder? Yeah. Practice. So, okay, let's let's talk about that. What, you know, when you're when you're first learning to weld, you're learning MIG welding or wire welding. What does it take? What what are some of the things that you struggled with or things that, that welders, beginning welders generally struggle with that if they master it will help them? Proper filler metal to to the material gas like Jeff said earlier. I think gas is an important the right gas combinations for the right materials, that type of thing are very important. Anything to add, Andre? I'd say the consumables as well for the gun. Say if you're going to weld the RMD root, you want to use a taper tip and nozzle. Uh, the 5 eighths opening, the 5 eighths nozzle with the short uh, tip won't work as well as the tapered one. Let's go into that. Let's let's talk about RMD a little bit for our listeners that don't know what that is or aren't as familiar with it as others. What is RMD? What's it used for? RMD is designed for that open butt root pass. Um, it's a modified short circuit or software controlled style short circuit. Um, um, so less spatter, um, better sidewall um, fusion, that type of thing. Maybe a little bit less skilled operator, right? Uh, you still need a skilled operator to do it, but a um, little less feel, a little easier, I think, than maybe the standard MIG once you get the hang of it. Have you guys ever had an opportunity to teach, you know, RMD welding or, or welding with a, in a root pass to to operators? What's some of the things that you've had to help them with? Gun angle. Gun angle. So, okay, let's go here. What what are the critical things when you're welding a wire process? What what are the things that you're looking at? What are the, the most important things? Fit up is probably one of the most important things, I think. Proper root gap, bevel design, that type of thing. Yeah, some guys like to uh, like to have a land on their on their uh, joint when they're prepping it. Some guys like to have a knife edge. What is a what is uh the land versus the knife edge do for them? Well, I, me personally, I like a I like a land on it because I think as you as you're welding along, if you slip or if you uh, get out of position just a little bit, um, I think that knife edge as on a wire um, it tends to open up a little bit more on you, and I think the uh, the land gives you a little bit more support for your root. Yeah, I would agree, especially when you're doing something in position where you're getting overhead. That land helps to hold back that, so it doesn't want to what they call suck back on the bottom, that type of thing. For me, that, I like that land as well. So some of the things that were hard for me to master was was travel speed and gun angle, but both very important when you're doing a root pass or really any wire welding. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, when you're running standard MIG, if they're used to standard MIG, is learning to match the wire feed speed with voltage, right? The newer processes like RMD, like Andre was talking about now, that's one of the things that we don't have to worry so much about now. Right, because it's a synergic process. So when we dial in a wire feed speed, it knows what amperage and voltage we need to be at for that wire feed speed. 
So it makes that learning curve a little bit easier than uh, the old traditional style MIGs, that's for sure. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the one of the benefits of that as well. So as you guys travel around and as you talk to customers, are more and more customers moving towards wire processes? Or are they moving away from it? What What are some of the industry trends that you guys are seeing? I would say most of them are going towards wire because it's a lot faster than uh, running a TIG route. And then it can switch over to pulse right away for their fill and cap. So their their time for welding each joint is is a lot less than if they were going to TIG weld it and then, say, go over it with a stick, like a 7018 or something like that. Yeah, and those wire processes are getting to be a better uh, better quality, higher qualities as well. Um, so really, um, um, like Andre said, faster higher quality or just as good of quality as uh, like they used to look at on, on the TIG roots, that type of thing. Um, for doing stainlesses now, some of the new wire processes like RMD, we can do without a backing gas. So no sugaring on those on the stainless steels, things like that. It's not good for every application, but food grade, you'd still have to purge. But a lot of the other applications, uh, in the, even in the chrome alleys where we used to have to purge, we're able to do those without backing gas now with the newer processes as well. Okay, so the first time that you guys ever saw that, well, what was your thought? What what did you think about that? Were you excited by it? Were you intimidated by it? I thought it was pretty cool. I had no idea that technology existed until I saw the first Pipeworks 400 roll in the shop. What did that do for you as a welder, being able to, to save time? What did it bring for you for your job? It took less machine setup. Like Craig said, you didn't have to really pay much attention to your, your voltage settings versus your wire feed speed. So it took that out of it, which I guess kind of hurts a little bit because it takes some of the skill out of the out of the welder, but the, the quality is way better than what it used to be in the past. Okay. Are there any technique differences between running that than, than a standard uh, wire root pass? Gun angle, for sure. A lot of guys like to lay that thing back and... Uh, have a pretty severe angle, drive the wire into the leading edge of the puddle. With RMD, you need to stay back into it about a wire diameter with a uh, about a 10-degree back angle. So the technique is different, but I think the results are better. So that difference of technique, how hard is it to adapt? How hard is it to make that change? As an older welder, it makes it a little bit more difficult um, at the very beginning, only because your mind is telling you to be at that leading edge, look for that keyhole, that type of thing. Um, the younger welders that, that don't know much, so the training aspect, if you tell a younger welder stay back in their wire diameter, their brain isn't telling them to do something different, it's easy for them, much easier, right? But for the older guys, sometimes it's a little bit for them to get the hang of. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about adapting, you know, from whether it be from a TIG route or a stick route to a wire route. What do companies need to do or what do welders need to do to make those changes? They need to requalify. Is it just something that they can do? What does that look like? Um, it's going to depend on their procedure, right? I mean, that the weld procedure tells everything. So an RMD, I mean, can it be qualified as a GMAW? Sure, but you still have to look at average amperage, average voltage, gas mixtures, you know, all that type of thing as well to make sure they fall within that procedure. Um, some people are going to probably just requalify, you know. Um, it just depends on, on their situation and what they're looking at. Has there been any times where inspectors have given you pushback when you've we've used advanced processes in, in welding root passes? I'd say maybe in the very beginning when it came out, just because there was a 
lack of knowledge or understanding of the process? Yeah, as the, as the processes are becoming more popular, there's less pushback. In fact, some inspectors are now asking for it, right? Or some companies are asking for it specifically. So, and they're asking for it because of is it quality? Is it speed? What what's driving them to ask for advanced processes? Both of those, quality, speed, ease of training, that type of thing. I've even heard some customers asking for for advanced processes because of safety concerns, um, not having to back purge, not having to have any of that expense or that that p- potential um, potential for injury. Correct. Yeah. Okay, Andre, you mentioned RMD. Can you explain to our our listeners what that means? Uh, that stands for regulated metal deposition. So it's a software controlled process for the wire feed speed and voltage and amperage. So it's a modified short circuit. It's an advanced advanced process. Right. Okay. Okay. Business as usual can cost you thousands of dollars each year and waste hundreds of hours of productive time. Investing in arc reach technology from Miller can add up to big savings. See how much you can save at millerwelds.com slash arcreach. So we've talked a little bit about the fundamentals, what, what's important to keep track of, what's, what's difficult, what's, what's easy. Let's talk about troubleshooting with wire welding. What, what are some of the common things that are often overlooked when you're getting poor quality welds and it's always blamed on the power source or it's blamed on the wire or it's blamed on the guy? What, what does that look like? A lot of ones I see is guys running the uh, running the wrong tips or even the wrong liner inside the gun itself. Um, I had someone that was complaining about uh, a f- machine was feeding wasn't feeding very well, running sixteenth inch diameter flux core wire. And when I took the gun apart, he was trying to stuff that through an old forty five liner, and it didn't really work all that well. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, it's nothing in the machine itself. Wrong drive roll size. Wrong tension on the gun, that t- or wrong tension on the drive rolls, um, all of those things. Uh, again, usually it's not in the machine itself, it, or it's a, it's going to be something that's operator error, right? It's hard to say that to a, an operator, but it's it's the truth of the matter, and it happens to all of us. So, is there anything that you guys do? Do you have a basic checklist? You say you roll up onto a you know into a new cell or onto a new job. How do you make sure you're set up right? I'll go through step by step, wire, diameter, drive rolls, gas type, make sure all the things are properly done. And sometimes it could be a gas bottle that's that's even mismarked. I mean, we've had that in the past, you know. Um, so I'll go through each step by step as painful as that welder might think it is. It's Again, that's just to make sure everything is, is ready to rock and roll and, and ready to go. Sometimes it's just a matter of having a bad ground, be it a cable connection to the clamp or the clamp connection to the workpiece. Sometimes it's really simple. Yeah, too small of cable. Correct. Right, too small of a weld cable, that type of thing. I remember I was on a job site where they kept burning up uh, ground leads, and they were they were using a simple whip for a ground lead, trying to push you know, 250, 300 amps, and it just didn't work. So... It's an important thing to check. Absolutely. Talk to me about your experience when you first started wire welding. What was it like? I'm assuming you all probably started with stick welding and then moved into wire later, right? What was that transition like? I, like Andre, started with TIG, so really different to be able to pull the trigger and not have 
one hand maybe walking the cup and one hand adding filler wire and another foot adding doing amperage control just being able to pull the trigger and kind of watch and realize that heck those sparks are hot right <laughs> especially getting overhead and have them fall in the crease of your elbow right so that's one of those things that you i mean it's it's just a little different right understanding that technique that type of thing what is the technique uh, for the for the newer processes, like Andre said earlier, you're staying back in that puddle. Some of the older MIG, when we first learned, you know, 20 years ago or better, I mean, we were running a keyhole. We were running different. So in today's day and age, I think it's a little bit easier for those welders to t- catch on and to do that because you're not having to look at the keyhole. You're not having to do that. You're back in that puddle, just a wire diameter. Let the machine do the work now with the technology of the machines nowadays. The machine does a lot of that work that the welder used to have to do. Tip to work distance used to be very crucial. Now it's not so crucial as it is today. Um, it, that that machine will track your tip to work distance now and give you the voltages that you're asking for. That's why we use the volt sense leads, which is very important as far as your setup goes. You know when you're using it in the pipe works. Explain how a volt sense lead works for those that don't know. Uh, that's just our voltage feedback to the machine, right? So we'll. We're going to be checking that voltage uh, not only on the positive side, but we we look at it as a loop. So we track and those programs. Uh, that's not something that we work with the weld engineers on, right? Um, but uh, that's really just tracking their voltage, tip to work distance, that type of thing. So now you're going to see that it it monitors that voltage twenty thousand times a second in RMD. You know, maybe in pulse it's ten thousand times a second. So it it really reacts very quickly. It keeps that machine up to speed and so that it knows what that welder is actually doing. We we talked about a little bit earlier that a lot of people are moving to wire processes for speed, for for productivity, for quality. Why what's changed over the last what 10 15 years that that's making wire so much better than it used to be? Sidewall fusion, right? I mean, I think it's a more controlled process now, so there's less spatter. There's, there's better fusion, the old old term where people thought there was lack of fusion with MIG, right? That was always a concern, people grinding lack of fusion along the sidewall, stuff like that. The newer processes and the way the machines are built now, I, I think, take away that aspect of it. The sidewall fusion is much better. There's very little, if any, spatter. Very easy to run out of position now, unlike before where it was hard to get overhead and things like that much easier to run in a horizontal, those types of things. So I think those are some of the benefits as well as getting in to be able to run without a purge. Like you said earlier, safety aspect, stainlesses, things like that where we used to have to run purges. I mean, now people don't have to worry about that so much as far as a safety aspect of um, getting overcome or anything like that with the argon purge on the inside, that type of thing. I would say too with the RMD, if you run a, a route in with that process, you're your contour of your root profile on the inside of the pipe is way smoother and it's a lot cleaner on the inside of that piece versus if you were going to run a 6010 root, which tends to make a complete mess on the inside. So if, if it's done right, you can get that RMD root looks just as smooth as a TIG weld. Yeah, I think it's thicker too. Correct. Yeah, I think so too. Perfect. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Join us next time as we talk with Craig, Jeff, and Andre um, more about fundamentals of welding.